0: Hello, trenders! Welcome back to the Anime Trending Podcast. Uh, Tis I, James, the host as usual, and joining me are the usual suspects.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Gracie hopping back and forth between Girl Talku and this podcast.
2: And I'm Nico. I'm back from vacation, which I don't know if that was the main reason why we didn't have an episode last week, or did we just like run out of things to talk about? because...
0: It I was a combination of, like, you were out of town, and I just wasn't prepared, and then I realized that also, like, a couple of anime premieres hadn't happened yet, and so we were like, you know what, let's just not. Yeah,
2: and so now we're at a really great spot, because I come back, there's, like, five or six things that I get to watch, and really enjoy this season. I don't know, I you can definitely notice, like, the winter was really weak to me, and now... Spring is just so good. There's so many good new shows for me, and I'm like, I I am loving it. Uh, I don't know how you guys are feeling, but...
0: Well, I'm, uh, as usual, bad at my job, and I've only watched three shows, uh, mm-hmm. and even then, I've only watched one episode of three shows, yeah. and I know that there are episode twos floating around, uh, but to be honest, I'm pretty sure if you went back to the winter First Impressions episode we recorded, I had watched, like, none shows, so I'm doing way better this season, and... Uh, out of the three shows I've seen, I'm really enjoying two of them. And then Gracie has like 20 something shows.
2: Yeah, Gracie's Grace got the 20 something shows, as always. Uh, definitely carrying the conversations of this podcast. I believe it <laughs> or
1: not, I actually find the seasons to be pretty equal. Because once you watch like 20 plus anime a season, you find out quickly that there's usually only four or five that are at the top. So, <laughs> yeah. And I've um, I
2: found my five. So I'm like, these are definitely number one, two, three, four, five. Um, I think what's crazy though, cause like I haven't finished it yet, but I know as we're recording, Oshino Code just got released. The mouse score is sitting at a 9.37 off of episode one, which is like already top 10 all time consideration from the numbers.
1: I I know this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but I thought it was too long. (laughs) 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 I genuinely at a certain point was like, you need to keep moving because I'm starting to get a little bored. Wow. (laughs) Yeah.
2: we definitely need to have like that that breakdown of just this whole thing because because like this is like so it's so long that we can't even discuss it really like in this episode that
1: this first episode really is just a prologue to everything that's going to actually happen but i like yeah i did reach a certain point when watching where i was checking the time to be like is it almost over (laughs) (laughs) um, which i know is not a good sign and i'm like and i know people are adoring it right now but i'm like i feel like that's saying something when i'm literally checking the time to see if it's finally over or not so
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i mean it'd be one thing if you were checking the time to see if an episode one was over if this was your standard like 24 minute episode but this is an
2: hour long and so like anything yeah but i didn't do do that with some of the
1: other ones that were hour-long premieres i'm gonna be honest
2: (laughs) did you watch ocean on your bike machine because that would definitely that, no, that would definitely affect that. No, I could
1: remember
2: because oh, of the sort of body yeah.
1: thing that's happening today. So.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I didn't know.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so as I'm looking at it right now, it, it is literally says rank one. So all of the malusers basically flooded the site.
0: Yeah, but like there's a – we've had a couple other shows where the first episode comes out or like the first two episodes come out and there's a huge spike. I, I – Anything that's currently airing, I don't trust the score on.
2: Oh, for sure. No, I. And, and the fact is that once it hits that number one, then that kind of like awakens the Attack on Titan and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood people to just like go back and read, um, <laughs> spam the rankings <laughs> on their thing.
1: It's a, yeah. it's war out there, guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's a different different ranking boards. Um, luckily, we don't have to worry about all times on anime trending boards. We just have to look at what the top ten is for um current week. So gosh darn it, that would have
0: been such a good transition
2: into the chart check but we don't have one this we week. We don't have yeah, a chart but- check. I'm going to speculate this is number 1 based off of other popularity metrics we have. But there's a lot of there's a lot of shows I think that could just be top 10 that I I have no idea that I'd be really excited to see top 10 for next week.
0: Um, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. I think it'll be a little chaotic, and I honestly, I live for that. Yeah, I need to watch I need to watch episode one of Oshinoko. It is a lot of background, uh, and I think we, I promised both of you that we wouldn't dwell too much on that particular show uh, today, and so it'll get its own dedicated episode later.
1: I was going to um, say that um, the weird thing about Oshinoko for me personally is because i care so little about idol and idol culture and it like it's funny because i even had like a recent conversation with my really good friend about this and the fact that i kind of have a gap in understanding how fandoms work because i genuinely even like in middle school which is like peak of when you'd be super into fandoms i hated them um something about them scared me a lot because i feel like people just got angry so easily easily about the smallest things that I was every time I like enter one I was like yeah I'm leaving I don't I don't want to stay here and so um so which
0: is really funny considering how much you post on social media to a bunch of anime fandoms. I
1: know but one thing you'll notice is that i basically rarely if ever respond to anyone and certainly girl talk who has its fair share of like people who hate on us and they'll post things like oh my gosh you guys are such trash why are you talking and i like every time i see those people i'm just like i really don't care about you and anything you say (laughs) like (laughs) that's genuinely how i feel you can write 500 Mm -hmm. of these to me and i would just blink and move on with the rest of my day because i care so little about this and so um so even when I started Oshinoko I thought it was I thought it was interesting because I immediately was like I don't think I'm going to immediately click with this as quickly as the other people are because I genuinely despise fandoms which I know is ironic being part of anime trending and stuff but I have genuinely never liked fandoms and um and it was just, like, and I'm, like, and I know that I'm going to feel, like, an internal pushback to anything regarding it. And lo and behold, when we find out, like, the main character is one of those, like, hardcore fans because of the fact that, um, you know, even if he's not a bad guy at all, you know, but he, when I find out the main characters are, like... These hardcore fans and everything, I immediately was just like, mm, I I kind of question you.
2: <laughs> so- the, the, like we could, we could talk about this in like next week's episode, but I think that the extra layer of irony on it is like when I first read Oshinoko, I kind of read it as a huge critique on that element. Like like if, yeah, it's, it's sure. like yes, the main character is a is a huge idol worshiper, but like at every step of the way. It goes out of its way to tell you, like, why this is such a bad thing, why this is, like, really messed up and it's powered by the people who are big fans. So he, he's kind of culpable in a lot of that stuff, just from, from his tacit, like, agreement by just engaging in it. But also, like, I think what the first episode does is a really great way of actually understanding, like, why someone would choose this life or, like, what the other... The, the positive sides of, like, this really, really dark underbelly world, which I think we have in the first two characters. Um, so, like, it, it, like for me, I'm also that kind of person where, like, I, I severely dislike um, how fandoms get with regards to idol culture. And, like, it, I felt like this show was, like, meant for me for, like, hating that stuff. <laughs> Although hate's hey, not really the right word. But I'm like, it definitely validated, I guess, personal thoughts on it. And like other parts I thought were super interesting is that one of my friends who is super big into idol culture does not like Oshinoko because oh. he's like, oh, this is very, very critical of what I'm doing. Oh, that's interesting. And I don't want to deal with the reality of that. So I'm going to just not like this, which, which, is, which is fine. I mean, it's just funny because it's just like that's kind of like um, that's Ai Hoshino's entire like arc of, like, this is, being an idol is selling a pretty lie to people, and yeah. so there's people who want to believe that lie. No,
1: Nico, I get what you're saying, because that is, like, the part that was critiquing the fandom absolutely appealed to me, but then when the main character is also part of the fandom, yeah, that's yeah. what I was like, I don't, I don't really jive with you either. <laughs> so, um so that's, like, the disconnect, but anyway, um, yes, I, I mean, I'm still excited for it. I love a good mystery, so that by itself mm-hmm. you know hooks me in because I I, I love a good mystery so
2: <laughs> yeah for sure I'm, I'm really excited for this this season
1: um the one I'm sad about is Blue Orchestra which hasn't even come out yet on an English streaming site but it's almost been a week and I'm like, did no one license it? Is no one going to license it? I've been really shocked about this.
0: That's a good question. We should look that up. And I would, except I have a clicky-clacky mechanical keyboard, and I don't want to... No, I have that.
1: looked it up, and I have been tracking it, because Blue Orchestra was one of the anime that I was going to cover consistently this season. Um, and mainly because of the fact that, one, it's about orchestra and violin, and I've been playing violin since I was five years old, so I do have like a connection to that instrument but 2 it's actually an award-winning manga as well and i usually um you know start off with higher expectations with um award-winning source material adaptations they usually tend to be very good even if like the actual animation itself is subpar like i still enjoy the story and the characters enough so i was really looking forward to it and it's just nowhere to be found, and I I really don't know why no one has picked it up at all. I'm really confused. So yeah.
2: <laughs> Can we license it? Like how much? We should we should just message Quok while He's like in the <laughs> hey, and, uh, he's like, hey this we'll for give us. you. Tell we'll give we'll you give like, give like a hundred dollar, one whole dollar, and a shiny nickel. A hundred dollars will make a Twitch stream, and then just constantly play it forever. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's on loop. Um, that is really because, like there's really not a whole lot of shows that go without English license for that. And I'm surprised if you were saying that like it had the um the actual critical acclaim at that point. Cause like this is like on the same list of other shows that haven't had licenses as like I don't know, a show called the marginal service, which seems like just kinda like generic sci fi action y thing. Uh Marginal yeah. Service
1: is on Crunchyroll.
2: It is. Oh. Yeah.
0: Let me see. Spooky. Yeah, no, there's very most of the time everything gets licensed. I remember. And I don't know, I'm, I'm viewing this from a, and my, my sense of time might be a little off because I, I don't follow the tech world as much as let me rephrase that. I don't want to follow the tech world very much because it makes my brain hurt and it makes me sad. So I don't. Uh, but as a consequence, it means I, I'm not like up to date and up to speed on that many things. But I know there's a lot of contracting happening now that the economy is real um mm. and so there might just there might have just been like no real impetus to like license everything i know that used to be a huge thing uh, a couple years ago where it was like the goal was to like get as many shows as possible it didn't actually matter like what they were just license everything and maybe that's not happening as much which also though at the same time there's some stuff that's getting licensed that i'm like why though so truly a mystery maybe there was a deal that fell through we can only speculate i don't speculate.
1: know but I- I was really, I was pretty sad about it because I was like, I was looking forward to that one, and you know, it's nowhere. So, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I imagine just think of it as, uh, uh, I, I, it's sad, but on the bright side, it means that you've made slightly less work for yourself.
1: I have, yes, <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Uh, yeah. So, also, James, um, you watched "Dangers in Our Hearts" uh together last week when it aired, and two weeks ago, six- but yes. Yes, two weeks ago, and it seemed like you thought some of the jokes in there were pretty funny because you actually laughed.
2: <laughs> that makes it sound like I don't laugh very much. I was like, uh, I feel like he laughs at everything, but maybe <laughs> it's just he likes me. Oh, you're Aww. right, Nick. I like you. Oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, um, I mean, there was some stuff that I found kind of amusing, but uh, I think part of it was also, uh. And this this happens every now and then, which is like, I will laugh because I feel really awkward, even though like, you know, did you fill the fill fill the noise with something and uh, or fill the silence with something? And that's not necessarily true for the show, because it's not like it was silent very often. But there were a lot of scenes where I'm like, I think I'm supposed to laugh here. And I'm kind of laughing at how absurd it is more than like actually, I guess, like having it tickle my sense of humor. Um, it's. I don't know. I. I the. uh, dangers in our heart, I think is the name of the show. Um, Or my heart. I don't remember. I'm not in my heart dangers in my heart. I'm not actually that big of a fan. Episode one didn't exactly wow me. Um, Okay. (laughs) It was, and it's, it's because, and I know the whole point is it's supposed to be like this unlikable main character and, you know, kind of being an edge Lord and being kind of forced through absurd situations to be not an edge Lord. Uh, and the problem that be, that you start out with when you have a character that is supposed to be kind of an outcast or, or unlikable in that degree is that uh, if you do your job a little bit too well, viewers don't like the main character. Uh, and that means that you really have to rely on the rest of the cast to get people to want to watch the show. And uh, that didn't happen for me in this case.
1: Mm, okay, got it. Because based on... Comments I've seen. It seems like the dangers in my heart has been a pretty big hit amongst the anime community. Believe it or not, it was one of the ones that people weren't expecting to like as much as they did. So, yeah. Um, I... <laughs> your your voice doesn't sound
2: very Resize. happy. Let's see. Um, he <laughs> uh, doesn't um, sound very happy. <laughs> I, I'll,
0: I'll probably I, because you said that it seems to be popular. I'll give I'll give the second episode a shot, but. um I yeah, it's there's a lot of it's a lot of like ah oh youth and learning how to grow as a person and uh, I I think that can be relatable for a lot of people. It's not really relatable, I think, as much to me because as I've mentioned, I don't want to. That makes me sound like I'm either super cool or super sad. Uh, I'm uh, definitely the latter. Um, I (laughs) I'll say this because a lot of the a lot of these like you know. These take place in like either like late middle school or early high school, uh, and mm-hmm. for me, I basically didn't develop a personality until college. Um, so a lot of the like, oh man, remember in middle school or remember in high school when we did all these cool youth and growing up kind of things. I'm like, no, that didn't happen because I was uh, I was not a very good. I was not. Wasn't I, the the coolest or most interesting or even a moderately interesting person to interact with in middle school or, uh, or high school. So um, it wasn't until basically like maybe senior year of high school and then into college that I that I started like becoming a person. And so a lot of those like high school and middle school things just don't click for me. Uh, mm, okay. So for for
2: danger in my heart, like, what kind of show is this? Because there's a lot of romance comedies this season. I mean, I guess I don't even know if it's a romance. Like, every season is it? Or is it just it, comedy? It is. Cause...
1: It is a rom com. Oh, it's a it rom com. Yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. All right. Um, but it's like, uh, well, first of all. They definitely do feel like middle schoolers. Like I'm not gonna lie, cause you know how sometimes like the stories the they don't really seem to match the age, you know. Oh yeah, but no.
0: Sometimes they're like, I'm in middle school and I'm like, no, you're not, you're acting like an adult. And Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. In this case, I will say they are genuinely acting like middle schoolers, which is Maybe that's why, why I hate
2: them. James. <laughs> James hates children
0: <laughs> ironic for somebody that used to work at a summer camp like, so I know like it's like
2: I don't
1: know. Uh, like uh, um but I will and that that has actually made it a little difficult because the main character is a middle school boy who is going through puberty and like his voice hasn't even completely dropped yet. That's the thing. Um, and you can hear it like sometimes the voice actor did a good job, but basically his voice will sometimes crack too. So he's in the process of puberty. And so he has some really, really, really cringy thoughts that does make me uncomfortable but at the same time when I remember that he is a middle schooler I'm like I can't be completely mad you know because I'm like it makes sense for that age to be really cringy so yeah (laughs) yeah
0: and I I totally agree with that it's very much like I'm not gonna fault a middle schooler for being a middle schooler but I can still not like
2: him
1: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah I guess, did that answer your question at all, Nick? I just realized. Yeah, because
2: I'm reading the, I'm reading like kind of like the main summary because it's like, Kiyotaro Ishikawa may look like your average middle school student, but in his heart, he dreams of murder. So it sounds like, sounds like he's just like really chuny and like, he doesn't know like (laughs) if (laughs) he actually has murder thoughts or if he's just like going through puberty and doesn't know how to deal. So he does like what any well readjusted person does is just associated with murder, which is, uh, okay. Yep.
1: Yeah, it's it's he's going through puberty and he doesn't know how to deal. And the girls are more developed because once again, girls tend to go through puberty before the guys do. um, And that is also leading a gap in their interactions as well. So like, it's definitely like I so here's one thing is I will say like for it, it's still kind of cringy to me at times because it's it hits a little too close to home at how like bad we are as middle schoolers and how like cringy as a whole we all were at middle school but um but specifically like he the main character noticed in the second episode where he was like oh girls kind of like formate themselves in groups where it's like the girls who are most comfortable talking to other people are always walking on the outside. The girls who are a little more reserved or they're not mm-hmm. as interested into talking with strangers, they naturally end up being put in the center and they kind of have like a protective wall around them. And he was sort of noticing that for the first time where he was like, oh girls like girls really think this out already, huh, at this age. And I I like that part because I can relate to that part. And I can say very safely, Mm -hmm. yes, girls as a group do quickly after puberty or after their puberty starts figure out like sort of protective formations on like where we naturally stand in a group just based on who's more comfortable where on certain things. And so it's like, so that's why I'm like, it's interesting in the fact that it is pretty realistic like the author clearly knows you know what's going on in middle schoolers and how embarrassing and yet like interesting they can be but at the same time because it is a little too close you're like I- I'm uncomfortable <laughs> so <laughs> um, but yeah so that was one that I saw that I was surprised by the number of people who really liked it because I wasn't expecting that at all but you know that is um uh, that is one so uh nick you know you said you've picked your five already so i'm guessing oceanoko is one of them what are the other four
2: um second so season of Witcher like Mercury. number three or four yeah definitely that one for sure that's on the board okay.
0: thank you <laughs> we're gonna do this family feud we're gonna style, I'm family gonna keep feud guessing. style.
2: <laughs> um yeah I'm, uh, I'm down we can do that uh <laughs> hell's paradise yes but that's
0: like number five. Oh. I'm trying to think of what else is airing this season. Oh my god! <laughs> I've got I've got three out of the five. What well, What are the other ones that are out? Um, well, if I um, had the
1: last two pick, it would probably be Heavenly Delusion and Skip and Loafer. I'm guessing. I don't know.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think I think that's right. I mean, nice. I think I would put Skip and Loafer like a lot higher than I thought going into it. The show is so cute. I've watched two cute. episodes of it. It's I cute. watched episode it's
0: one. It's adorable.
2: Genuinely hilarious. And um, for those of you who don't know, so Skip and Lofer is basically about a girl named... Um, what's her name? Misaki. Mi- yeah, I- Iwakuro Mitsumi. No, uh, Mitsumi. Oh, Mitsumi, sorry. Uh, God, country Sorry, mouse. I have a
0: bang dream on the brain because I was chatting <laughs> with Medi in loving memory. Uh,
2: yeah. Well, she she's a country mouse, so she grew up in her little small school of eight people and yeah, grew up going to go into yeah. the city. So she goes to a school in Tokyo where she is like super overprepared. She's like thought about every single interaction going into it. She's um, just like me for real. Like has never like dealt with like any of her plans going awry, which I think is, is kind of adds to like the comedy of it. Um, because on her first day, she ends up getting late to her school, thinking life is over. And then she ends up meeting uh, Shimo Sosuke, who's just the super laid back dude. That's also and super he's incredibly handsome. Yeah, he's super yes, hot. Yes, very handsome. <laughs> um, and it's they just they just form a very I wouldn't call it an unlikely relation like friendship, because oh, it's, it's totally just like an
0: unlikely friendship. They never would have interacted otherwise.
2: I, I guess so. It's just like they're they're just like. They just got really fun like, chemistry, I guess. Together, in the fact
1: that they are opposites in many, many ways. She is gun ho. She knows what she wants. She's going to get what she wants, sort of thing. She's versus, also
0: very inflexible.
1: Yes. Yeah. And then versus him, where he's just like going with the flow. You know, if he's gonna be late, it is what it is. You know, that sort of it thing. It is
2: so, what it is.
1: Yeah. It's so, like, so
2: like they're they're opposites, but they're like. You know how, like, sometimes you have opposites attract where they start it's out complimentary, as, like, enemies? It's It's like they're opposite, but in a way where it's really positive in that yeah. they're allowing each other to, like, see life in different perspectives, which yes. I think yeah. makes the, like, actual, like, romance stuff on screen, like, so much more interesting and believable and mm-hmm. very fluffy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm so the glad you liked
1: sh-
2: it, Nick. Because I, I love it. I mean, one of my good. favorites all time is His and Her Circumstances, which has a really oh. similar. That's a really, that's a really
0: good show. I need to finish it. Because
2: like, because the main thing is like the both protags are like, I wouldn't I, like in, in His and Her Circumstances, she's not, I, I wouldn't call her stuck up, but she's definitely like, I have to maintain my perfect appearances and I've overthought every reaction. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas if things would go wrong, she would try to, like, play it off or, like, at least try to be, like, super perfect. And then the guy (laughs) who she falls in love with is, like, even more perfect than she is. It's like the, I can't even be mad. He's just too good. And also it's, like, and that's where, like, the comedy comes in with, like, the dynamic between her school life versus, like, her gremlin life at home. Um, But, like, this time it's funny because, like, the family in Skip and Loafer... They have the same kind of like, I don't know if I'd call it like a nuclear family of just like, oh, it's the two siblings, the cat, the dog, the cats, the dog, the um, mom and, the dad, the mom and, the and the dad. I'm like, this is the same like family setup. It's just that they're living in the country. So they're not actually going to be but, like.
1: But- Skip and Lofer has amazing transgender representation because now
2: chan we
0: love, mm-hmm. we we stand, we stand now John. That
1: the fact that That's they just who, yeah. drop that in without any yeah. sort of fanfare or anything, it's like there she is, she's a transgender aunt and she loves her niece a lot and her niece is really close to her and I'm just like there, there is something like so like wonderful about that, you know, <laughs> like if they just yeah for
2: sure, it's a really positive it's, thing.
0: Yeah, that was that was something. Um, and you'll, you'll have to, I'm going to run through my thought process on this and you'll have to forgive me if I, if I say something, um, cause I, I definitely don't intend it, but at the end of episode one, you kind of, cause I was just like, I was like, yeah, it's, it's her aunt. And then it literally, it's the last line of episode one where there's that like shocked change in, uh, like tone of voice change. And I was like, oh wait, hang on a second. And then like partway through my, like trying to figure out, I was like, wait, does it actually matter? No, she's the character that's, car- that's it that i kind of
1: just stopped aunt. thinking
2: yeah. <laughs> like she's like she's like too busy she's got to work you know she's, gotta, she's, gotta, she's go got she's got she's got to go life. into work early <laughs> yeah no that's and exactly work what it late. is
1: and it's it's really really wonderful i don't know why i instantly knew i mean we are i'm not the only one uh steven who's part of anime trending he also immediately was like wait is this aunt transgender so um but i just like the second she showed up i was like i i think she's transgender and and i was like and i don't know why i just have a feeling i think that's what she is and so um but it's just so cool that that's just how they dropped it and it was so casual there is like a brief moment in episode two where they touch a bit on transphobia it's not in your face it's just you know he is on the subway with uh mitsumi and uh i mean she sorry she is on the subway with mitsumi and, um, and she overhears um, some other students, including a guy who was just like, isn't that a man? Like, why, why is a man like this? And the, and the visual storytelling in that moment was like, because you guys know, it's very pastel like with this anime. Mm-hmm. That was the only moment where things were kind of great in the coloration. And so... And, oh,
2: you're right. Yeah, because it's like because yeah, it's like a little tiny microaggression at that yes, point. Yes,
1: yes. And you don't see or hear um, Niall's thoughts. You know, you don't see. You don't even really see her face. You just see her just standing there, and immediately the the world doesn't look as pastel anymore. And then, but then it switches back to Mitsumi, who's more concerned about introducing herself to the class, and um, and is, like, trying to do this natural smile, and when she was like, oh, how about this smile, and, like, does another take, you know, quote-unquote take to her aunt about the smile, then it immediately, and then it just transitions back to Pastel, because in that moment, it was like, you know, now might have heard that, you know, those transphobic comments happening, but... What matters most of all is the fact that her niece, you know, accepts her for who she is and loves her with all her heart. And so the world was fine again. And I was just like, oh, that's so good. <laughs> so, um, so, yes, I actually, despite everything, I'm like, I think this might actually be my favorite anime of this season, believe it or not. <laughs> so...
0: It's really sweet. I'm enjoying it. I, I liked uh, in episode one the uh, the 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 like background imaging that showed up every now and then where it's like with the baby duck and the mama duck (laughs) that was so funny i i laughed so hard at that part it was very good um but, uh, yeah, I totally get the, this is what my life plan is going to be. I have it all, I have it all laid out, because that was very, that was me very much when I was younger. James, like, we I'm are do the this, same, that was this, also me. And then I'm going to do this. <laughs> then, you're,
2: then they're going to um, scatter your ashes on the train. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but then, uh, at some point, things just, uh, and I, I had a similar thing where I would just completely, like, I wouldn't, like, it, you see this a little bit in episode one where, uh, you know, she's like, ah, she's merged with the wall because she has no idea like what to do at this point because her perfectly laid plans have gone awry. Uh, and that happened enough to me, and it led to some pretty not great places, and so I've had to adjust my worldview. No, a little no, bit. no, James, um, I
1: I can tell so. you as well that things have gone not according to plan once, and I distinctly remember this that I threw a fit <laughs> like by myself because I was like, things got <laughs> disrupted. <laughs> so, trying so hard to calm me down she's just like we'll just move the date like it's not that big a deal we'll just do it another date i was like no it has to be this date <laughs> and so um even agnes <laughs> she watched skip it over, and she was like mitsumi rem-. so here's the funny thing james she specifically said mitsumi reminds me of you and james because i feel like out of our group you and james are the only two who would do something like this
2: so. oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah um, I can see... No, I I, I agree. I'm not to message act just because, like... Yeah, that would just be spot on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway.
0: Uh, it, it, episode one got me thinking about trains, though. And, uh... Because of the, like... Oh, I wanted this goodbye, but the la- <laughs> train service ended, like, a decade ago. And I was like, ooh, that hurts. I felt that. Um, and then the whole, uh, I'm gonna go to a big fancy college and, like come back and do like rural revitalization which is great because it shows how much she cares yes, about like her family her entire plan also
2: throw in a plan of saying use her influence to also secure her financial future <laughs> like she threw look, that a little bit in there be like i'll also grift a little bit yeah like, no know, skim a little off the top what family? politician doesn't i
0: mean um but you know the the end goal is like you know basically giving back to the community that raised her and i'm like oh i love that uh, I feel that because i my my end goal is is municipal utilities, and like it is not at all a glamorous thing to do, but I like it because it makes me feel like I'm helping people so
1: I'm just so happy i I'm so happy, Nick, that you watched it after I told you to because yeah, it just it makes me happy. <laughs>
2: That's that's good. I I like I like the fluffy shows. Like sometimes it's like you can't give me like the romance that's super fluffy, but it has to have some other stuff. I don't know why, but I just Skip really like I just, in general. just lo- I just love all of It is a critically
1: acclaimed source material. It's been nominated multiple times and I think it's one like two or three times, I forgot, but definitely a multi-nominated source material so it got nominated again this year so they're dealing yeah so they're dealing with some pretty like powerfully critically acclaimed like storytelling
0: this is such a powerful (laughs) season I'm looking forward to it yeah like it was definitely on my radar but the thing that actually got me to watch it while I had the like I had 45 minutes to myself today um, was was you Gracie going like yeah you should telling Nick to watch and I was like oh I should watch it then so, oh, glad I did. Um, I watched one other show, and I think Nick has watched it, and I know Gracie watched it. So, do we want to talk about Hell's Paradise?
2: Oh boy, I do. It's fun.
0: Alright, lay it on me, Nick. I think you've watched... I've only watched episode one,
2: so I think you've watched... I've, me- I've watched episode two. <laughs> okay, how do I explain... I'm gonna explain Hell's Paradise before I explain episode two of Hell's Paradise. Did you like episode two? Or- that'll make things... Uh, it was very silly. And like the thing, the thing about Hell's Paradise. So the main plot is that we have our main protag, Maru the Hollow. He's a super ninja. Um, he basically is like the John Wick of the samurai ninja world, where he kills a lot of people. And now he's just given up. He wants to die. He's gotten captured, but his body literally won't let him die through all of the executions. So he's instead too of much of a wife guy. He's too much <laughs> he loves his wife too much. Um and realizes that's his reason to live. And so in order to get spared from his future execution, he's then recruited along with a bunch of other convicted convicts uh to go to a crazy island to get the elixir of life that they believe is there. And the thing about the island is that it's really scary. Like it's like it's like Silent Hill level of island where you show up and your entire body is gonna bloom into like flowers and vines and all this other scary stuff like cool so it's kind of like a mix of like it's like spiritual poisony. i don't know what's going on at this island but um
0: i love me s- some body horror i'm looking for
2: yeah it for it's like it's like it's like crazy so like like the main draw is that it's it's got a it's heavy action i mean i would say it leans kind of towards the shonen i mean there's a lot of gore just for being like you're fighting with swords. You know, it'd, it'd kind of feel weird that, like, someone doesn't get cut up into, like, a million pieces. Um And he's also joined by basically his executioner. Um Let me double check. Yeah, so is Asamon the Decapitator? That, that was her name? It was, like, Asa, right? Yeah, um, Oh, was Sagiri. Sagiri, yeah, that's her name. Yeah, so she is basically tasked with Gabimaru because she's, like, the handler that, like, is going to the island as well. Um, So the first episode is kind of just like Gabimaru figures out his reason to live while getting executed a bunch of times. And then the second episode is like where we brought all of the convicts to the Shogun and we realize we have to somehow thin all of our numbers before we get to Crazy Island. Um, So naturally, only the craziest people survive this because everyone just starts killing each other like indiscriminately, like... And so the part that I was losing losing it over because the framing of the scenes is like a scene out of the Adult Swim show Super Jail. Yes, yeah, Super Jail. Like you know what I'm talking about, James. Or like every the thing about Super Jail, um, everybody
0: dies at the end of every episode. There's
2: always yeah, there's always a crazy Willy Wonka esque animation scene of just like a bunch of prisoners fighting, and getting killed. In, like, all creative ways. Like, it's it's so horrifying that it's, like, this Willy Wonka, Dr. Seuss it's nightmare. It's such a good
0: show. I love Soulja um, so much. And,
2: like, it, it's crazy with the animation. And so I was laughing because episode two, when the actual, like, all the convicts start murdering each other scene, it's like you have convict A that immediately goes to, like, kill convict B. And then that guy gets killed by a third guy that shows up in the screen. So it was like you're following like one, two, three, four different people like in this one sequence that it almost looked like this crazy uh, murder Rube Goldberg device. Um, so like that part that I thought amazing. was really funny, but I didn't think it was necessarily like, it's not really like action adventure to me. I don't know if I was just because I was like taking my past experience with Super Jail into the show. Um because I have heard that, like, Hell's Paradise gets really good at the island part. Like, pretty much the show starts once they're on Crazy Island. Um, so I'm kind of going to withhold, like, my main judgment with it right now. Um, Until they
0: get to the island. Hopefully they yeah. get there soon, then.
2: Yeah, and for people who've actually read it, it was like, okay, if they've if they've gotten through, quote, like, the slow parts, um, which these first two episodes are, then I feel like the show's kind of in a pretty good spot to be pretty strong over the season.
0: That's good. I enjoyed episode one a lot. Um uh more just because I like the characters. Um the characters seem like they've I, I am intrigued by our our two protagonists.
2: Um <laughs> thank
0: you, Nick, for sending that
2: super. Yeah, I know I just sent like a sp- just a sample of a scene from Joe. Oh, Geo- it's goodness. like a minute. We don't have time to watch it like live yeah. unless you guys put it on the background. But nah, I I, um, I know which
0: one you're talking about because I've seen this episode. Uh, but yeah, no episode one of of Hell's Paradise. Um, I liked it. I like kind of learning about our main character that way. I think it's a cool exposition. Is I I sometimes when you have a character show up and yell another character's backstory at them. Uh, it doesn't always work, but this, this worked pretty well because it's, um, that kind of like tense pressure moment where somebody is like really hammering away at, at your main character. And also I just think, uh, pretty lady with sword, I approve. Um, there's, I've seen some, some conversation amongst my friend group about, uh, about her character development and will it just like start and end at pretty lady with sword? Uh, I'm hoping it doesn't, uh, because if she's, you know, our, if she's Gabimara's handler, essentially, uh, she's going to get a lot of screen time, and I'd like more more development. Um, uh, but having not read the manga, I I, I can only... Uh, yeah, well I mean, found- I
2: hope so, because, I mean, like, we, we've talked about, I think, in the friend group is, like, the idea of, like, it's easy to design a girl with the sword, and, like, just try to be cool, but not necessarily interesting. Because, like, we've seen other examples in, like, God of High School, where... Um, what was his name, Mira, like the side character who's just yeah. like, her girl whole thing is like, gr- girl with sword, and that was her whole character was like, her whole life is just devoted to her sword, and it's like and also for some reason she always fought better when she lost the sword. <laughs> 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 Which I never understood that, but I don't want to talk about God of High School. Um, the point is that it's pretty easy to make a cheap feeling character with the thing like, girl like, if a, like kind of using the badass woman with sword kind of pose Trope, yeah um or you can make it really good like i mean i love ryogishiki she's awesome kind of fits that similar archetype uh but but has like, a lot of character depth um to i guess match that cold stoic sword fighting you can't you can't
0: hear it because i'm being sensitive with the mic but i am clapping at you managing to squeeze in a um <laughs> that Shiki Ryogi Shiki, into this podcast. <sighs> yes,
2: we, we, we stand Ryogi Shiki in this household. Yeah, I still haven't watched any of the movies. Sorry, Nick. <sighs> I'm angry now. <laughs> Anyways, Gracie, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Why do you ask?
2: <laughs> well, I didn't that know, was, know if you had any thoughts the, on what other shows Paradise, have you watched, or if you had thoughts on that or other shows.
1: Um, I mean, I guess I I really enjoyed the first episode, though I did wonder how his hair remained intact in the fire. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> know it's like a small thing, but I was like, if we turned away his clothes, should it have been away his hair anyway so um,
0: maybe 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 it did and then he wait no cuz he comes out of the fire naked with his hair uh maybe he has
1: his <laughs> yeah so that was just I, like i would not dock points for that obviously that's too much of a nitpick for me to ever dock points for it was just a thought that occurred to me where i was like how how did his hair survive that <laughs> so and not his clothes um but anyway so that aside um i think uh, the second episode i so i'm not really into the whole battle royale like fight to the death thing to be completely honest and so uh because of that i didn't care as much for the second episode especially because it was so obvious which characters were going to survive oh for sure like Like, like who had the most different hair colors and different designs and then you know that's going to be the ones that survive i
2: I did appreciate the like the random mob designs because i think feel like even though they were gonna die like i was like okay they're at least unique enough for each character but like the colors are the ones that indicated. I was like, okay, this one, this person's wearing purple. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. going to live. Bakugou is going to live. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs>
2: uh... Okay, um, it was like then there was like random giant guy. I was like, wait, he wasn't even in any of the shots in the yard. I no, think. no, he
1: was just laying there, and people were throwing things at him, and he just laid there. That's it. Yeah, yeah, but like,
2: I don't remember him like being on. You know, like when they have the full shot of like the whole prison yard thing. Was he in those those shots? Because like, I don't remember like some of the characters. I were don't like think not he was shown. in those shots. No, <laughs> that might be an oversight on some of those spots, but I'm trying to remember that because that was like because I felt like some characters just like popped out of thin hair even among yeah. like random
1: <laughs> yeah. like
2: grunt guys that are gonna die <laughs> yeah
1: so i'm i'll care i'm curious to see what happens when they actually get to the island of course i i do like sagiri's character a lot i like her whole issue of like trying to decide what's making her struggle with the execution because it's like you know if she's a kind person then she would do it so quickly and suddenly that the people who she's executing doesn't even know what happens and stuff but she like can't help but somehow feel it's still wrong and stuff like that. So I did like that resolution in the second episode where Gabimaru finally was like, you need to stop trying to find an excuse for it and just accept it for what it is. You're killing people, you know, and once you accept Mm -hmm. that, then it's going to become easier. And so um, because if you're trying to make excuses for it, then you're what you're really doing is running away from what you're actually doing. And so I did really, really like that Mm -hmm. sort of um, closure that she received uh, but yeah, the second episode just felt a little weird for me with the Battle Royale, like the obviousness of who's going to make it. So. Yeah,
2: for sure. One one other like small critique, like, I actually do feel like for Sagiri's backstory, I think it was expanded on like really early with, with the pacing. But I don't really know like... I
1: think she's still going to grow.
2: we're the right way... I think she's still going to yeah, grow. Yeah, because like, like they, they do the backstory like of like her flashbacks, which I felt were super unnecessary. Like I felt like it was enough to have her have her self-doubts by just looking into the reflection of the sword. Like, i felt like that was good enough that was good enough to sell that she feels conflicted about being an executioner and living up to her father's expectations yeah, I, think what, I just I think
1: what it is is she probably all they needed is of course show the father you know because that's important to establish yeah. the difference and then uh i i don't think they had to show it so many times like i think if they just showed it one time where she felt like she botched it and then the rest is i think it, that that just tells you all you need to know but they definitely showed it too many times so
2: it, it it makes me feel like if that was part of the manga like like once they get to crazy island then like it it's gonna be like so much fighting and action that like i feel like there's just not enough like pace like to allow you to have some flashbacks like that but like i, I just feel like that wasn't really necessary but it's it's like it's like not the worst critique. It's not like, right, like Bogo right. Stray Dog's like episode one where they say, Oh yeah, I remember he was from an orphanage like five times in the show and you're like, Oh no, really? Like Also
1: I, I would like to point out Bugo Stray Dog season four is so good. It's so it's
2: good, so good I don't now, understand. yeah for sure. I just don't understand why they waited this long to be this good. It's so
0: it's it is it is uh this is the prestige they've been playing a trick on you for the last three seasons (laughs) and they've decided that now is the time
1: upset the fact that they made me wait three whole seasons to get here or if i'm more of more relieved that i finally am not wasting my time (laughs) (laughs) i think i think
0: you should here's here's the thing though is that would you really call it wasting your time when you keep signing up for this knowing like with the expectation that it's probably not going to be good you should be you should be angry that they started off like <laughs> not as good and, and now that they are like doing it well because they could have trundled along meeting your low expectations for four seasons, but no, they had to they had to show how less good the first couple seasons were by making the later seasons better.
1: <laughs> oh man. Okay, well, anyway, so continuing on the spring seasons, other ones I've watched is uh Demon Slayer. That one also had a longer episode, but that one I did not feel the length at all. I actually really <laughs> like Demon Slayer. Uh Arc's first episode. I mean, the upper the upper demons introductions was just so insanely well done, though I got some depressing news about one of the upper demons had my personality. So that made me very sad for the rest
2: of the day. Oh <laughs> yeah. The cold. Did leader. you know because you you looked it up later, I, or did you have that like sixth sense I, of said stay know. away? I had a like sixth sense Machimo. where I was just
1: like something about him. I never him.
0: it was gracie being like oh i hate it and
1: then then i was just like and i told my roommate because my roommate and i watched it together i was like i was like i hate saying this because he's like a psychopath man-eating demon but i like something about this guy just like i feel like it's kind of how i would act and i was just like let me check (laughs) i made the mistake of checking i was just like oh no it is me! And then my roommate really, like, just, like, you know, those, uh, you know, um, anime arrows where they hit you in the chest with it with, like, pain? My roommate did that, where she was like, of mm-hmm. course he's you. Always <laughs> butting themselves and always butting yourselves into other people's businesses. And I was like, hey! <laughs> so... <laughs> um, so, that didn't so what
0: we've sad. learned is that some things are better left unknown, and also <laughs> Gracie lives in an anime.
1: Um, yes, but I really enjoyed the first episode for Demon Slayer. I thought they did a really good job, um, for that one. Um, another one that I really, um, that really surprised me was Mashal. So that's like that. Um,
0: oh yeah, magic and muscles.
1: Yes, magic and muscles. Um, I knew it was a comedy. I, I knew it was going to be like uh, a bit of a parody, a little bit like One Punch Man, but with magic instead of like superpowers and stuff like that. Um, but I didn't expect it to be so heartwarming <laughs> in the first episode uh, because it turns out like the whole plot is kickstarted because um, the uh, characters who don't have um, magic, they tend to get persecuted and actually executed. And um, and Marshall is born without any magic, but he got so he was actually abandoned as an infant, but he got adopted by a man who was like probably in his forties or fifties, um, who was at a really hard time in his life and was actually um contemplating, you know, um unaliving himself to put to put it simply, before he found uh, the abandoned baby and decided to take him in and it gave him like, you know, a new desire for life and stuff like that. And so the whole story actually jump starts because Marshall got discovered and he should technically be taken in for execution, but instead he's gotten so powerful, like just training his muscles that he legit just smacks spells away with his hands. And he like plays volleyball with them and stuff like that. It's just kind of ridiculous. And, Um, And then he agrees to like enroll in magic school and like pretend to have magic for the sole purpose of getting the government to get off their backs and let him and his adoptive dad like live a comfortable life together for the rest of their lives. And I was like, that's very surprisingly sweet (laughs) that I wasn't expecting uh, from the anime at all. So I really enjoyed the first episode.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting series. I started reading the manga. I it kind of lost its appeal to me at some point, and uh, I might I might get back into it, but um,
1: I will say I, the I, soundtrack I... is insanely good. I I don't oh, know why okay. the soundtrack composer decided to go all out on it, but he, the soundtrack composer decided to go all out on it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: well, I'll have to check it out then, if just for the soundtrack.
1: Yeah. Um. So let's see what other ones I've seen. Um. Oh well. Heavily delusion. Um. Did you want to talk about that one, Nick?
0: This is the production IG one, right?
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: it's a production IG show, and it's like watchable, and I'm kind of confused. I was oh like, my god! What? Science fiction production IG that's watchable in like after like five years. I'm like actually freaking out a little bit. I need to watch what service is um, it on. I can't remember. Is it Verve? It's on Hulu because Hulu. it's part of disney plus in japan oh i gotta get a us-based yeah uh, yeah no i i rebought a hulu account just to watch this probably and then just i'll cancel it the other thing that's kind of confusing so like on streaming services it's not called heavenly delusion like on hulu it's just it's just labeled as tengoku daimakyo yeah. <laughs> which is like kind of weird as a like their own they're, they're making it I mean, dif- they, they, they're
0: making it intentionally hard to find well done
2: yeah, it's a, it's a little like... Because I, I tried searching like on Crunchyroll or other places. I'm like, wait, it's not even here. Because like, you don't search for Heavenly Delusion. You search for Tengoku Daimakyo. And I'm like, what? That's That that could be affecting it. Hulu, if you're listening. Uh, slight slight localization thing. I don't know if there's a fix for that. But I like it. I mean, it's a good, good interesting sci-fi world. Um, I do like the dynamic from the two main leads. And it's like intriguing enough that... I'm glad that they're not doing this like explanation of what's going on. It's definitely letting me just let the world breathe, let people's way of life um, kind of just show. Cause we know that like everyone's scavenging in a post-apocalyptic uh, world. And we know that there's talk about crazy monsters out there on top of a other setting that seems to be like a garden of Eden sort of thing that People, like children are being raised in this academy that they're not allowed to leave for some reason because it's probably keeping them protected from the outside monster world. Um, I think that's a good that's a good summary. I guess from it um, sounds awesome. I'll give it a watch. Uh, give me the keys to your Hulu account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll forward you too if I remember it. Yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty interesting. Um, this uh. This probably is one of the, uh, or, I, I mean, yeah, the, the Sakuga experts have already said, like, the best animated series is pretty obvious already, and this is one of them, so, um, so that also has, like,
2: yeah. yeah. It's, like like, a lot of the movements, it's, like, because it's, like, they're not fighting too much in like the first episode it's kind of like a little small scavenging fight but you can really tell like a lot of the time is, is spent on like some of the key movements mm-hmm. yeah um, like i don't know it's like it's it's hard to like describe it on podcast format but like it's just a lot of the movement in breathing feels so natural on it that you're like oh this is like it's not rotoscoped it's just really really well it feels it animated. feels alive yeah yeah, really smooth. Like I guess, like the other comparison I would have is like there's a lot of parts in like your name where like it's just slice of life, but like there's so much animation and like the movements on that. But like this, this isn't really a movie production level show. I mean, and it's kind of interesting that we're having a show that hits that same kind of level of attention to detail um, for broadcast. Um,
0: I mean, I think that's a great thing to be honest. I, I'm yeah, I'm hoping though that that I guess then this is. And I don't like the fact that this creeps in every time I hear it or every time I see it. But, like, whenever there's this really, really strong first episode, especially in the animation department, my immediate concern is whether or not that's actually going to be maintained through the entire season. It
1: is production IG, though. They have a pretty consistent um, quality, so I think yeah. it's probably going to be fine, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: <clears throat> and a lot of their productions, uh, at least... To some degree, uh, don't you don't even get announcements that are basically done, like yeah. done, done, mm-hmm. done. Um, yeah, I believe I
1: know... what um, Sakuga people have said is Tengoku Dai or Heavenly Delusion is on top. Skip to Skip and Loafer is on top, and which actually is pretty rare. PA Works haven't had like an insanely clean and um, oh, uh, what's the right word? Dynamic uh, anim- animated series in a while, but they're like clearly they've allocated mm-hmm. it to this one and so um the uh the ranking of kings um mid i don't really know what it is it's not out yet but it's like a a weird sequel midquel side story thing, thing. Yeah. yeah but that one it, it mm-hmm. has an entire team on it so they're like that one's gonna be another one that's on top for sakugub and um and i think actually not hell's paradise um but i think it is <laughs> <laughs> um it might be Oshinoko is the fourth one. Or, um, yeah,
0: Oshinoko, I know, is I could see a that. lot of yeah, but they sure. did
1: say yeah. the first half of the episode today was very okay. And then it was the later half that they really started pulling out the soft. So um, but I think those are the four that the Sakoka experts have said like keep your eye out on. So yeah.
0: <clears throat> there we go. Well, uh, I think that 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 puts us at a pretty good stopping point. Um there'll be there'll be more conversations uh sprinkled in as the season progresses as we see how the the charts shake out. Will we have a chart next week?
1: Yes, you know? we should have a chart cuz polls have opened. So
0: Okay, excellent. Good, good, good. So we'll have a we'll be able to see what all of our wonderful voters think. Uh we'll be able to tell them if they're right or wrong. Uh and I will hopefully have caught up on some more shows I can't tell um, norm- though cuz I
1: watched it a lot. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um normally I'd say I I'd, I'd take care of it this weekend uh and I'm going to say I'll take care of it this weekend but there's also a Magic the Gathering pre-release this weekend and that's going to eat into a lot of my time. I but, would like know, to I'll say
1: like... that I was right about the whole situation of why Angel Next Door was on top for so long on our season charts. Because last season, we had a huge influx of teens who were voting. <laughs> and so... Yeah. Um,
0: thus, confirming, it was- thus confirming my statement that I hate middle schoolers.
2: <laughs> so do you think... So if you're going to take that into a scientific hypothesis because we do science here and uh-huh, we do uh-huh. would you would you say that the top show then would then be Dangers in my heart like if that shows up at like two or three i
1: don't would you know be surprised? because we should also get an influx of girl voters this season especially compared to last season um last season the only anime that would really be breeding the girl voters would be buddy daddies and boongo stray dogs and uh, that's really it honestly it's that's the only two anime that would have been really pulling in the girls and then um oh and Suderne, but even that I've talked about this extensively in Girl Taku um that one's not really gonna pull in as much as you think because the first season is so aggressively competent and that's all I had going for it so I didn't really build up the fandom (laughs) but um in Spring we have Oshinoko has a huge fandom of girls we have um hell's paradise has a huge fandom of girls demon slayer actually has a huge fandom of girls and then we have yep. um mm-hmm. and we have uh, why right Ry- uh, ended at the duke's uh manor which is an actual shoujo manhwa so that's gonna bring in girls <laughs> and um and then skip to loafer is going to bring in girls and then finally yamada kun is going to bring in girls so, we we are... Oh, yeah,
0: Yamada-kun. Yeah. I forgot that I watched that. Yes, you it's did fine. watch
1: it. <laughs> um, so, there's, there's definitely going to be a lot more variety in the people who are more interested in voting this season compared to last season, so...
0: Hooray. <laughs> yeah. We love larger sample sizes.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because last season as a whole was a smaller sample size, and it was an influx of teenage boys, so... <laughs> So, we should not be surprised that Angel Next Door was dominating because of that, so...
0: Yeah, as as a former teenage boy, I can confirm that teenage boys have terrible taste.
1: It's because I see like Mother's Basement videos are so funny sometimes, and one of the ones he described, not like any anime that's airing the season, where he was like, You know, like this anime was made specifically to pander to the teenage, like the, t- the teenage cis boy's heart. And he, the way he was describing it, um, it was just like hitting all these points. My favorite comment was like, One of the comments was just like, I wouldn't have liked this anime, I had taste as a teenager, and then he's like listening to the video realizing that this is exactly the time. Type of anime i was so sober as a teenager and he was just and then the is like oh no oh no i was also cringe and i just thought that was really funny so.
0: <laughs> proving that everyone is cringe if you thought you weren't cringe it just means you weren't self enough, self-aware enough, self enough to understand how cringe you were
1: <laughs> yes that's exactly it um also yamada is really cute i'm enjoying that one i will say i like skip and loafer more than yamada kun um, but it's still really cute and sweet and I'm liking it. So um Yeah. yeah. Mm.
0: I also like Skip and Loafer more than Yamada-kun, which is why I will be watching Skip and Loafer instead of Yamata. Uh, it's
1: uh, Skip and Loafer is just so good. <laughs> I love it's it so good. much. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you took away anything from listening to this episode, uh dear listener, it's watch Skip and Loafer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, And with that, I think it's time to bring this episode to a close. Uh, We look forward to seeing you next time. We'll have a chart check for Uh, you. Anybody here got stuff they want to plug?
2: Yeah, plug our polls. Go vote. Go vote. The first poll hasn't been released yet. Vote. Do it. Um, Vote. Do it. Listen to Girl Taku.
1: Oh, yes. Listen to my podcast, please. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. And
2: follow follow Nick on Twitter. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Follow me. Follow (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> you
2: can find me at nico the neko um you can follow this podcast at any trends pod yep um
0: nick at nico the neko and you can follow me at uh Kono um same old same old i see, think see you next yes Yes. Yeah. you
2: so much everyone
0: goodbye okay bye.